0: South of the Six Podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. So
1: for all of those that said Warriors and Four, where are you now? Welcome to the South of the Six Podcast. We are part of the Stadium Scene TV Network and part of the overtime media crew. Raptors are up 1-0 against the reigning, defending, undisputed champions in the Golden State Warriors, and life couldn't get any better. Joining me today to discuss all things Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals is Stone Cold Jay Lung of That's A Rap <laughs> Podcast. I'm sorry, I tripped over my words. Dude, what's going on? What's up, man?
0: Yo, I hope you're playing my music in the background, man. What, oh, it's playing? As soon as that glass sh- shatters, you know it's on. You know it's on. <laughs> Stunners are coming. Beer cans are being thrown. You know it's on, yo.
1: Beer cans are open. There Let's you go. go. <laughs> Love it. What's going on, man? How's your day?
0: Uh, I'm not too bad, man. I, I uh, played some basketball uh, with my Kawhi Leonard jersey. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not rich enough for that. But I also noticed that I'm extremely out of shape because we're all watching these games. Who, who would have thought that the Raptors are going to be in the finals? Like, I was already happy that we won against Philadelphia with that shot. Now that we beat Milwaukee in four, we k- kind of swept them. And that, like you said, it man, we're in the NBA Finals. Do you know that Raptors and June don't mix? It doesn't.
1: No, no. It <laughs> right? do, well, it does now, right? But yeah. <laughs> historically, man, now I'm with you. It's it is perhaps the greatest time in recent memory to be a Toronto sports fan in general. Would you agree?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, hell, hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, we got we got Vladdy, we got John Tavares,
1: we got Kawhi Leonard. <laughs>
0: It, it can't get any better to be a Toronto Toronto sports
1: fan. Yo, before we get into uh, anything game one, I do want to, you, you pretty much open the door here. We okay. do have Kawhi Leonard, but I don't know if you've uh, seen the recent rumors. You know, I have. All right, so I you know have, where I'm going with this. So yeah, let me, yeah, let yeah. me throw a little quote at you. So Henry Abbott of True Hoop, okay, at True Hoop, Dude has an abundance of followers, that that's how you gauge the reliability of reports. Um, and by a bunch, I want to say like over 100,000. Um, and I want to just read off this quote, and it, you've seen it, but in case the listener hasn't, check this out. Um... Quote, of course he's about to be a free agent, he being Kawhi lettered. And because of that, as the media, you might expect to hear sunny things about Kawhi's future from Raptors sources, eager to tamp down the impression Kawhi is bound for the Clippers or another team. But even before the finals began, we at True Hoop heard from plugged-in sources associated with players and the league, but not the team, that Kawhi would return to Toronto at least on a short-term deal he stay <laughs> okay he stay yeah. <laughs> if i could put the
0: that <laughs> but listen man okay even after i'm gonna shout out my co-host jay rosales and sean woodley even after their awesome awesome article of why he stay i have been and i still will be until july 1st 50 50 of where Kawhi is going to stay okay and Whatever sources that these guys have is if it's not from either a Kawhi Leonard or two or B, um, Uncle Dennis, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's refutable. Like, I don't think he, sh- it, it should be a source unless it's from their miles. So, I'm still going to be 50 50 no matter what. And even if we win, let's say, knock on wood, we win the championship, it's not going to hurt. Right. But I don't think it's going to gauge whether he is staying or not because it's up to him. I don't think that he really cares about uh, free agency right now. KD's not thinking about free agency right now. You know who is? People who aren't playing. Right. So we have to worry about the finals and the, the fact that we're in it. That's what we should worry about. I don't care what anybody else says if Kawhi stay or not. I want him to stay. I see all those billboards. Hell yeah. And I see all those Kawhi and Dian. Hell yeah. Those are awesome, but it doesn't matter at this moment. What matters now is that we are one and oh in a best of seven series against arguably one of the best teams in NBA history. That's what we should be worried about. That's what we should be focusing on. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. For sure. And you know, you, all those points are super valid because the way I'm approaching this is similar to yours. Um, this is a very exciting tweet and it, it lit Raptors Twitter on fire for good reason. Like, you know, as you mentioned, like Jay and Sean wrote this amazing you know series of pieces outlining or doing the, the bracket style, why Kawhi would stay and, you know, the reasons for it and whatnot. Um, but for me, it's like, all right, cool. Cool. that we're, We have a report supporting the notion that Kawhi will stay with the Raptors. That's cool. But it, when you look at it, how is this any different from, reports of him being la bound right if i'm if i'm a lakers fan or a clippers fan and i hear reports or see reports about oh he's la bound because of the weather or not i'm you know licking my chops because of that and as a raptors fan i'm saying ah you know we don't know we he's so you know secretive and enigmatic we can't trust that this is the same in reverse right Like Mm -hmm. we really shouldn't put too much stock into this until pen to paper july 1st
0: absolutely man i mean he he's not going to say anything outside of Toronto is a great city. And okay. When you, everyone watches back in his first interview when, you know, he was sitting beside Messiah and Danny Green, he was kind of like a deer in the headlights. I don't know what this is. This is very foreign because this is his first ever trade, right? right? Come June, come the, you know, all the support that he's given. now he's starting to realize and say that, Hey, I've seen all the jerseys. I've seen all support. I've seen the Kawhi and Nandine, and none of this is hurting. So, let's think about the two two cases. He stays. He stays amazing. I don't think it's going to be a five-year deal. I don't think it's going to be a max. I do agree that it could be a short-term deal, which is fine. But if he does go, it doesn't have. It doesn't mean it was any fault of Toronto or Maasai, because we literally have given everything we could throw at him. Uh, the load management, the, the support, the going to the finals, everything that has happened, it's happened for in Toronto's favor. So if he leaves, it has nothing to do with the team. It has an outside source. It has something to do with being in LA, being in his hometown, and I understand. But even if he does leave, you have to be very, very happy of what the Toronto Raptors did. For him,
1: you know, absolutely, and like they they couldn't have done anything more to convince him, right? Like you can't create this atmosphere of awesome weather just specifically no. <laughs> surrounding Kawhi yeah. Leonard, right? Climate is something that is you know not centered or not great in Toronto when it comes to the winter, however you want to look yeah. at it. But, you know, what you can
0: create is the support. And exactly. so I know that you're in Boston, uh, Adam, but if you've seen, you know, around not just Toronto, I got to shut out the greater Toronto area. So I live in Etobicoke, which is like about 15 minute drive from Toronto. Yep. West End. And then Mississauga, there's this uh, square called Celebration Square, which if turn to like Jurassic Park West. That area is almost like a football football field long. And then some with like a pond that whole place was completely packed. That was more than capacity filled of ACC. That's impressive. You got Brampton viewing parties, got Burlington viewing parties. You got people in Alberta, Winnipeg, sometimes in Vancouver. I think other places around Canada are asking to have a viewing party. That is something that you can create to show the support. Let If or not Kawhi does see that, it doesn't matter because we have that feeling that we did what we could to get a superstar to stay. And that's what I'm so proud of being a Raptors fan. Old, new, whatever color, whatever age, whatever race, who doesn't matter. If you're a Raptors fan, we all came together at this moment to show not only Kawhi, but the NBA why we've been here and 24 years and making how important this is for us.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. It's incredible because I did see the videos of the various locations having their own viewing parties. And it's it, it sort of, it, it I guess it speaks to the impact that uh, Jurassic Park has had in, in terms of its own entity outside of just the Raptors and being at the ACC, right? It, it seems like now the place to be to watch a Raptors game is Jurassic Park. So if you had these oh, yeah. other territories sort of, uh, you know, resembling that. That is awesome. I, that I'm telling you now. That is unprecedented because in in such a large sports market like Boston, I have never seen that ever. And mm. I think that goes to the spoiled nature and I'm not trying to shit all over Boston fans. You guys have lost. So it's 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 over. But like, you know, it, it's it's sort of like been there done that kind of mentality like we don't need to have viewing parties because we're here all the time kind of thing it shows (laughs) them how spoiled they are when it comes to championship runs but for toronto and not only just toronto but for canada this is a huge fucking deal because when you have viewing parties outside and not just viewing parties flooded viewing parties of people just Mm -hmm. a sea of people in red uh repping the raptors that's fucking awesome man i want to ask you man
0: because from an outsider's perspective, you're not only in the U.S. You're in Boston, where the Bruins are playing a finals. Mm-hmm. So it, your your
1: city must be going crazy too. No, they're they're bumping. It's the Bruins are sort of third tier when it comes to the order of uh, tr- uh, Boston sports, right? So it's oh, always true. Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins. Um, where it, does Celtics come in? right now I feel like the Celtics are fourth because of the, the dismay throughout the entire season and because the Bruins are in like this awesome run towards the championship. Mm. So I think that right now, because of all it's, it's sort of like how the Jays are perceived right now in Toronto. I would imagine, compared to the Raptors, like right now the Raptors are squarely ahead of the Jays. I'd even argue they're squarely ahead of the Leafs right now in terms of popularity. Yeah, I, I agree. There you go. So they're the talk of the town in Toronto, Bruins even though they are in a championship run you still have these individuals that are just looking forward to Patriots NFL season so it's really hard to get away from uh Lord Tom Brady over here but <laughs> when it comes to the popularity of the Bruins um I could be you know completely misrepresenting this right now only because I'm so geared in inundated right. and Raptor stuff that I'm blocking out all the noise that's surrounding me so I, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna give you kind of like the feel of what it is around here. Sure. Because for the least, I have a lot of hockey fans, uh, lucky f- hockey friends, sorry. And th- for me, hockey is never really, uh, I've never really enjoyed hockey as much as my friends, mainly because I couldn't afford it and mm-hmm. I didn't really care for skates. Honestly, as a Canadian, not being able to stop on skates is kind of sacrilegious. <laughs> but reg- regardless, basketball was always my thing. And then, so I feel like even if hockey if the Leafs were in a position that the Bruins are right now it would be crazy but I feel like because of what basketball has done and um there's there's the, kind of like a generation thing that's going on with basketball whereas like you have so many immigrant families that first generation families that came here and yeah they know that the Leafs are here but they don't they've never really played hockey before whereas in basketball it's very easy to pick up you can get a ball you get an and whatever and then I, I, I've seen like low um Earlier generations, like you know, uh, my nephews of, of ten and ten and nine, and then my parents are also starting to watch because they're enamored with what the story about the Raptors, and it's all this combined generations of watching and cheering on this one thing. The Leafs, there's I feel like there has been this one generation. That's cheered on for the Leafs. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to shut on the Leafs. I love the Leafs. It's Mm -hmm. it's Toronto's team. But I feel like when it comes to the Raptors, it's like all these different stories of I've used to watch, you know, uh, Raptors with my parents and now I'm watching it with my kids. Like it's, it's, I feel like that's what's bringing more people together uh, at this
1: moment. For sure. And I remember you mentioning on your show, uh, that your mom was never really into basketball before, but now she's yes, texting yeah. you about the games. That's crazy, man.
0: It's crazy, man. I mean, imagine getting a text from from your parents and saying like, yeah, I hate Steph Curry, but I love Kawhi. Like, <laughs> and, I, but, and then what, what did you have for dinner? Like, you know, those two two don't get <laughs> together. You know, it's, it's amazing.
1: Well, you know, bringing it back to Kawhi, this is, you know, this has been the common theme throughout the entire season, right? And it's great that, you know, in... It, it, time goes by super fast right now. It's, it's almost like, and I hate to be like cliche about it, but it's almost as if uh, yesterday or last week, the season was just starting, and we're talking about how good this team could be with Kawhi Leonard on the team. Um, it's hard to believe that in a month from today, we're recording this on June 1st, a month from today, we'll have solid... A solid answer regarding the future of the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, either as a pairing or as individuals, um, going their separate ways. So that it, it's look, it's a great time to be a Toronto sports fan. As we said, it's a great time to really dig into this because, as you mentioned, the jump of the show. How often we've we been talking about the Raptors in a positive light on June first of any year? Right. It doesn't happen, man. It,
0: doesn't but isn't that like a blessing in disguise oh yeah because let's say the the finals finish in like two three weeks we don't have to wait very long exactly to find out the next answer before we've got like you know if we got cut out in the second round or something we still have to wait mm-hmm. like a month or two <laughs> yeah so now it's like okay well if whatever is finished we win or lose okay uh what two weeks one week from now we'll see what happens like that that's the blessing in
1: disguise. great it's awesome. And we could be uh celebrating a championship at the same time. So uh having said that, look, Raptors You've are up. You booked your ticket, right? I're <laughs> <Put the flights. laughs> you're, you're coming, bro. I'm coming. coming. I'm coming up. Um Okay. Raptors are up one oh against the Warriors right now, right? And all those people, like I said, Warriors sweeping four, not happening. All right. They defended home court very well. We had a breakout game from Pascal Siakam, who we're going to touch mm-hmm. on more in detail later. Um, Kawhi Leonard looked a little hobbled, but he still got the job done. Still had a a quiet, good game. Fred Van Vliet still, still kicking. Still Fred Van Vliet Sr. And Danny Green has uh, apparently come out of the grave like the Undertaker. Having said that, how confident are you after a Game 1 win heading into Game 2 and for the remainder of the series? Uh, same as Game 1.
0: Uh, you can't get too confident... Going up 1-0, uh, I would feel a little bit better if we were up 2-0, honestly. But I feel like um, this is this Golden State team can put up 30 in five minutes. Yeah. like we've seen it in their previous matchups. Um, they've been they were down a lot versus Portland. They were they were down more uh, duration uh, of the time versus Portland. And they still won. And they still swept them. So this is not something... like Confidence is kind of hard to come by with Toronto sports, let alone against the Golden State Warriors. But it's good to see that they they had a game plan. I feel like Nurse had this game plan all along that they knew Golden State was going to blitz Kawhi, double-team, triple-team Kawhi. And it gave them freedom to be like, okay, let's let everyone else beat you. Golden State is going to... Uh, dare everyone else to beat them, and the thing is, they haven't seen a team that does have other options to beat them. Siakam is going; they didn't see that uh, post game from Draymond Green. They're like, I've never seen that happen uh, by Siakam, and they, you know, Fred VanVleet coming up with huge uh, threes and also some luck too with with that like <laughs> with was, the last bounces. second. Yeah, that like the Toronto Rims are pretty pretty nice, pretty generous. So. <laughs> it's it, the confidence level shouldn't waver it shouldn't be too high shouldn't be too low because i feel like this yeah like you said golden state isn't going to sweep obviously at the same time i don't think toronto's going to sweep either no. i do think that this is going to go long although i don't think it would be good for toronto if that if that if this series does go to like the distance i feel like if we can win it should we have to win in like 6 I'm dare I say at five Ooh. because it, it would it would be so beneficial for Golden State to have more time to recover with KD with uh, Boogie and at this moment with uh, Igodala too for Toronto you can kind of tell that you know Kawhi is hobbling uh, Kyle's thumb is a little is a little wonky and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's beat up at this moment. So let's, for Toronto, it's like we have to win now. Golden State is more like, you know, if we make it to seven, that's better for us.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I do agree with you that this whole notion of don't get too comfortable too quick with the Golden State Warriors trailing because you're right they could come back in an instant Um, the Raptors won by nine points when it's playing the Golden State Warriors that's typically just three shots three runs by the Warriors Mm. it's that simple that quick Um, It it hit hit you with the stone cold stunner without you even seeing it's just it's over (laughs) Um, but I have to say and maybe this is like a little bit of hubris bleeding into this because of you know the nature of taking Milwaukee out of the playoffs uh 4 games in a row not a sweep but like it's never happened to Milwaukee before the dominance mm-hmm. of Kawhi Leonard in that series and for this one Pascal Siakam going off i can't remember a time that i was sitting on my couch being I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I don't remember saying that at all. In fact, like as right. soon as the game started and they started get into rhythm, and when Marcus all had that little hesitation three pointer, I was like, I don't. In a way, maybe it's fool's gold, but I feel like this is over already because the mm. Raptors are running hard, and this home crowd finally was loud as fuck, and it was. Awesome, dude!
0: Yeah, you saw them stand up before the game even started. Finally, oh, yeah. the seats were filled, and then Oh Canada! Oh, the, oh that Okanda Canada Beautiful. was oh, goosebumps. Still thinking about it. But Golden State, their best quarter is a third quarter, and we only they only outscored us by three points. Mm-hmm. Every other quarter, we finished. That's why they've kept it. We the, the Raptors kind of had control throughout the entire game. There was no wavering. I'm pretty sure. The closest Golden State got was, was probably, I don't know, three points. I think they tied it at one moment. But whenever Golden State had a run, we had our own. Or, you know, Nick Nurse called a timeout uh, in, in, at a good time. Yes. And they made their own run. So, it, yeah, you're right. It, it hasn't been a time where the Toronto fans felt a little nervous. Now, that could be because we've also never been here before. Whereas in game, you know, conference finals or round two, maybe even round one, we've had this, oh, here we go again moment. Mm -hmm. But because we're in the finals, it's more like, oh, let's see what happens, right? Whatever happens, it's going to happen. And I think there's a little bit of we're happy to be here, but the fact that we've never seen this from from a Toronto Raptor standpoint, that's where there is no nerves anymore because we've never seen anything happen, good or bad. That's where that comes from, I think.
1: It's house money. Right, and that's yeah. what it all comes down to. What do we have to lose? You know, like I mentioned this on the previous show, the Raptors have nothing to lose—not a thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you think this winning the finals rests on Kawhi staying or not, I don't buy into that. Not trying to bring up that narrative again, but I think the decision's already made whether or not he's going to stay. I think that's done. I don't think the finals have anything to do with it. Agreed. Um, but when it comes to you know this narrative, what's what's the worst that's going to happen? The, the media is going to call Toronto choke artists. Wow, that's a hot take. That's something <laughs> super new that no one's ever said before. No, that's that's familiar territory. We know how to combat that. We know how to deal with that. It's nothing new. But if the Warriors lose, that's something that. Right, that's something that they're going to have to deal with, right? And so we talk about the American media kind of shitting all over the Raptors. Most of it, not for good reason, if not all of it. You think that the Golden State Warriors want to battle that narrative? I don't think so, man. I think they have a lot more to lose than the Raptors do. Oh, for sure.
0: Uh, We're playing with hell's money, man. And there's always going to be the narrative of like, you know, Golden State, uh, are they going to blow it up now, the end of a dynasty? But at the same time, it's like, Toronto is they're playing pretty right now. Uh, but now I want to ask you this question, Adam. Sure. Whatever happens in these finals or in game two, uh, actually, no, let's stay with game one. Do you think that Golden State lost that game or Toronto won it? In my head, in my, in my, what I saw, I feel like Toronto won that game. Golden State had 17 turnovers, but but that's part and parcel of how they play anyways. I feel like Golden State didn't play very badly. I, I, like I, I honestly I think that Toronto played their their style and Golden State style to win that game. So what do you think?
1: I think that the Raptors came out determined. I think the Cap- Raptors came out focused um, when you see the amount of bodies that the Golden State Warriors put out compared to the Raptors, it's like I think the the Golden State Warriors ran about 11, maybe even more um maybe 12 I don't know right. I think that the Raptors had it. I think that they they won this game in terms of being focused, being poised, ready for the moment, not being intimidated by it. There was this one sequence in the beginning that Lowry threw it away in t- like a just a a, a non uh, force turnover. That's what the word I'm looking for, non force mm-hmm. turnover. And I'm like such a Raptors way to start the first game of the NBA. (laughs) Such a Raptors way to do it. But other than that, no jitters, right? And there was nothing but focus, nothing but determination. I know there's a lot of people saying the Warriors just coughed up this game. I don't think so, man. I think the Raptors won this.
0: And the thing is, if you're going to have Jared Jarebko airballing three-pointers, you're going to let them shoot? Sure, that's fine. If you're going to get Livingston to shoot three-pointers, Malachi Richardson, sure. I'll let them beat us. I, I as long as you don't allow someone like Draymond Green, Andrew uh, Andre Iguodala to get off, and also allow Curry and Thompson to go crazy, that's what's concerning me. But go ahead, Drab, shoot your threes. So we had um, me and Dre were on the podcast for Golden State of Mind, and I, I didn't want to be that one guy be like, I don't know if Golden State is deeper than us because. Outside of the, you know, the five uh, Hall of Famers that they have, most of them are injured. Everything else, everybody else on Golden State, I don't know if they're better than Toronto, and I think that has to deal with um, the for in order to have someone like Durant and Curry on your team, you have to give up a lot of depth. And I feel like Golden State doesn't have that depth that we have right now. You know what I mean? It's
1: quantity not quality when it comes yeah. to the depth that Golden State has. We have quality bench players. Now, you can say Patrick McCaw's probably not that part of that quality in a vacuum, but when it comes to this series in particular, I think there's a factor much like the Norman Powell Milwaukee series that Patrick McCaw, you know, coming out of Golden State, winning a championship with them, he could be a pretty decent piece for this team, especially on the defensive end. So I think in terms of quality that the Raptors have uh much more capable and, dare I say, starter potential players Mm -hmm. on their bench coming off than the Warriors do. But McCaw over Powell? Really? I mean, maybe not in terms of... The minutes played, like it is weird seeing Patrick McCaw playing almost seven minutes and Norman Powell playing four and a half, especially after the series uh Norman Powell had. I think it had a lot to do with Nurse flirting with the familiarity factor mm. when it came to McCall with the Warriors yeah. and just trying to feel things out. And that's what I give to Nurse. He he definitely
0: coaches via feel and not via recency bias. And, right? And I, that, that takes a lot of balls. Like, with someone like Norman Powell, he's been here, he's a veteran now, and he clearly deserves to have playing time. But maybe he saw something that we didn't. Uh, and it, I guess it worked into effect because he did get a three-pointer at a very crucial time, and he played pretty well defense. He didn't. He wasn't a factor of, you know, when we were playing poorly. But right. it's just like, I want to I, I know, I, I don't know if in post-game, someone asked me why McCall over Norm, but I, at this moment... I know we've been shitting on Nurse a lot uh, previously, like during the season. But at this moment,
1: I, I kind of trust Nurse as much as I trust Maasai. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. I think when it came to Norman Powell, especially in the Milwaukee series, if you want to just m- move away from the intangibles regarding the familiarity, I think it had a lot to do with how Danny Green was performing poorly. Mm. right? And if Danny Green performs poorly, you need someone to sort of subsidize those minutes and take over. Danny Green was getting into rhythm. Like he was sort of breaking out of his shell, scored 11 points. And so far in the playoffs, at least in recent memory, that is unheard of for Danny Green. That's a huge leap forward. So, in that aspect, I don't know that a Norman Powell was as necessary as he previously was because Danny Green was going off. Yeah. And as
0: soon as Danny Green is one of those players that, as soon as he hits one shot, the floodgates open. Oh, yeah. Like, Do you really think that he would shoot that shot over Steph Curry, bodying him at that moment, if he didn't make a three before then? There's no way. Now you can be very confident uh, with Danny Green to hit any shot on the floor. And you have to realize that he is one of the deadliest three pointers in playoff finals history. Yes. You can't, the fact that we have that as a weapon, there's no way that Danny Green should ever. Ever pass up a shot, even if someone's running at him. It doesn't matter. You
1: have to let him shoot uh, whatever shot he wants to take at this moment. And it's a great matchup for him because unlike Milwaukee and unlike Philly, and I think this is why he fell out of a groove, is that the Warriors don't have a lot of length, right? They, mm-hmm. they just don't. They have defenders that you can beat, especially if Curry or Thompson is guarding him he can beat that he can shoot over that reliably too um so having said that i think that danny green this is a series geared to him and it's so great that it's the nba finals when it matters because you know a lot of us were worried about his state of mind a lot of people were worried about you know are are, is this going to get to him is he going to you know relish in this and get down on himself and he even mentioned it like i'm trying to break out of this slump People keep telling me, keep shooting. And it's hard not to think about it, because everybody in the world is telling you, don't think about it. (laughs) Everybody you come across, you keep shooting it. Trust me, I'm going to keep shooting. Don't think about it. I'm trying not to. You're not helping. So everybody's in my inbox. PSA, stop texting me. Don't think about it. It Just keep sure. I I know that. Right. And it's it's great that a professional such as him can block out that noise and be like, I need to do what I've been doing my entire life. And that is shoot reliably. And if he's starting to get hot right now, again, like I said, 11 points, it's pretty good for Danny Green in this playoff run. But if you can trickle that up to maybe 15 to 20 oh hell yeah i don't know man i think we could see some really cool three-point contests in games with danny green and fred van vliet <laughs> like for instance. Right? yeah against <laughs> yeah, Clay and Curry. Yeah.
0: yeah that'd be amazing so, uh you know what I, i'm wondering i want to ask you this if sure. do you think that golden state playing against cleveland for so many years that there has to do there is some something to do with golden state not seeing or being familiar with toronto that this could be an advantage for toronto do you think that they have a mindset of playing someone like cleveland for so long that it's just like it's unfamiliar territory for golden state too and we could take advantage of because if you if you watch if you've been watching i know you have and i know that your your audience has watched toronto throughout the entire playoffs every single um matchup we've had there has to be a there was a different style of play, right? Uh, you know, magic. You know, the, we we can skip magic right now. But, <laughs> but but for Philly, it was like a rock 'em sock 'em. It was it was going to be uh, who's going to out punch who for uh, for Milwaukee. It was Giannis and all the shooters. Right. Now it's for Golden State. We are really good at adapting. I don't know if Golden State is because they've been here and they've been. Uh, obviously clean sweeping all of the Western Conference, and now that they have to play someone other
1: than LeBron, it could be detrimental to them. I want to say yes and no. Um, Let me start with the no. No, I don't think this is like a huge factor in that because this is the Warriors, and I think uh, Steve Curry does an adequate enough job to get his team prepared for... any team, because let's face it, there's equal amount of film on any team. Yes, I get that there's an aspect of when you play another team that better prepares you for what to expect. But at the same time, you look at say last year's Cleveland team. It's pretty much just like LeBron and whoever, like and LeBron and Co. Right, exactly. Right. You know. So maybe I, I the way the reason why I say yes is I said this previously. I think that the Golden State Warriors, in general, for any matchup. Uh, weren't prepared at all for the physicality, for the amount of depth that this team has in terms of quality, as we already established. They they just weren't ready, right? They, they haven't faced a defensive team as tough as the Toronto Raptors, dare I say, ever, in their mm. playoff dynasty history, right? And so having said that, I do think there's an element of, oh, shit, this is for real. It's not going to be as easy as we maybe have anticipated because the Toronto Raptors can literally score one through five reliably. And I right. think having said, like you saw it, you saw how they're like triple team and quiet. That's fine. We'll just pass the ball to Kyle Lowry or pass the ball to Marcus Gasol at the top of the key so he could drain a couple of threes or now Danny Green. I think in that way, they underestimated the 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 quality of the other guys, quote unquote, that the Raptors have besides Kawhi Leonard that can mm-hmm. beat them reliably.
0: Interesting. Um, okay, so what about what about game two? Do you think that do you think that Golden State is going to throw out their game plan because clearly it looks like their game plan was shut down Kawhi, let everyone beat you, and it, it worked. It worked in their effect. Kawhi Leonard has been averaging thirty one point two points per game, and he only got twenty three. So, for me I feel like Golden State shouldn't take away that game plan. Um I w- I would like to say I would like to say we would get 20 points every single game from Marcus Saul. I honestly don't think that we can get that again. Uh maybe maybe in a couple more games but I I wouldn't rely on that. Pascal, maybe, too. But I I just feel like at this moment, I don't feel like Golden State is going to worry about everybody else. I still feel like Kawhi Leonard, like the LeBron factor, uh, they're going to double-triple team him and dare Raptors to shoot again for Game 2.
1: See, I'm not sure that the Kawhi Leonard factor was a result, or like put it this way, I don't know that his lower scoring game quote-unquote was a result of them putting pressure on him i think he's legitimately hurt and it was released Mm. today that he's playing through tendonitis right now so uh, i don't know that it was a result of the defensive uh pressure that they put on him because he still put up 14 shots and even when he went to the free throw line he wasn't hitting all of them he he missed two so having said i don't know that Sure, they probably should stick to script because when you make these reliable bets, quote-unquote, you want to just eliminate the best player. Um, I don't really see them going off of that script, but when you have a guy like Pascal Siakam with the game that he's on, I'm sure he's going to get a lot more focus. Yeah. I I love the... uh, There have been so many
0: tweets and memes about Draymond Green saying that he's the best defender of all time and then siakam's like hold my beer Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i've i love seeing that but okay i'm not going to shit on draymond he is a amazing amazing defender but then again siakam has been playing against extremely good defenders this entire series or this entire playoff run having to guard being guarded by Embiid to dare him to shoot having to be guarded by Giannis, and then looming uh, behind them would be lopez who is a enormous body now being guarded by Draymond Siakam can finally see the net like he yep. can finally use the glass which he's, he's been used to now he has the ability to also like shoot threes but he's not built for that that's Danny Green's job but the thing is if if they if I guess Siakam is using the that window and using the drive that limits someone like Draymond to play In transition. So that's why it's been so, uh, I guess, positive for the Raptors because Siakam has that kind of area to play with and eliminating the Golden State uh, way of playing for themselves.
1: It's kind of ironic because Green is regarded as perhaps the best defender or one of the best defenders in the NBA. And when you have this guy that is, let's face it, ultimately kind of unproven in terms of the totality of his career in Pascal Siakam. And that's not shitting on him. That's just, be, you know, look at the resume here compared to other players that we regard as superstars. Um it's great that he's able to take advantage of this matchup. Right. And there was an interesting tweet that came out. I want to read this to you. Like, here's the complete list of all players in league history to tally at least 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, two blocks, and two made three pointers in NBA, in an NBA finals game. Ready? Jordan. All right. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Larry Bird. (laughs) Again, makes sense. Kevin Durant. Makes sense. LeBron James. Makes sense. Kobe Bryant. Makes sense. Oh, And Pascal Siakam. End of list. End (laughs) of list. (laughs) Elite company. That is crazy,
0: man. That is crazy. I mean, okay, we've never had somebody like Kawhi. That's that's written, right? Have we ever had somebody like Siakam? No. Like I'm thinking back, even like he kind of reminds maybe, but but T Mac was more explosive than Siakam. Like T Mac can like he can. He can dunk on you at any moment at any time. I'm thinking right. more of like I know I know the backstory isn't very good, but I see a lot of Keon Clark in him.
1: Mm.
0: You know, like the lengthy, the that he can he can kind of slither into the basket and also get offensive rebounds. Like I Siakam is you can't really pinpoint where he is in like the Toronto lore or even like NBA lore. It's really strange of how he plays because he can shoot at now, but he, he plays like a guard too, where he slithers in and finds a way to spin, move into a basket. And Draymond is a, is a big body too. Like he's hitting him. Siakam isn't very strong, but he knows how to, he knows how to use his body as, as well as anybody else. Like it's, it, watching Siakam is so it's so cool because we've never seen it like seen his style of play before it's almost
1: unorthodox right yeah. this is not something that you see taught in like a basketball camp. I'm sure if you had like a fundamentals drill watching Pascal Siakam, if someone really wanted to break it down, they'd probably be like, no, 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 no. You got to get in (laughs) position, right? You got to do, you can't score this way because let's face it, he does score in the most awkward of ways. Like these angles are weird in terms of traditional NBA means of scoring, but he finds a way to do it. And you got to credit this coaching staff of the Toronto Raptors to be like, just let him go, man. Let him do his thing, right? right. He doesn't need to be fixed because he ain't broken. Whereas other people maybe would have been like, no, we need to refine you to be more of the orthodox approach. Right. And I think that's what makes Pascal Siakam so, dare I say, weird in terms of how fast he's developing because he's totally doing it against the grain.
0: Yeah. He does a lot of things that uh, I guess coaches, at like basketball camps, tell you to. But... Kind of like you know, when you're in transition, you run because your point guard's going to find you. Right. And his shot is actually very, very nice. He has a nice follow-through. He sets his feet, like it's it's very nice. And the best part about his lips is that he used both hands. So it it it's kind of like he he's very unorthodox, yes, but he does the fundamentals very well too. He kind of just does it his own way, you know what I right. mean?
1: Right, it's not traditional, and like yeah. if there's one gripe that I have about him, and I noticed this in game one. You got to follow your shots, man. You yeah. can't just yeah, stare yeah, at yeah, him yeah, and yeah. admire him because it's true. You're gonna out rebound the Golden State Warriors. You can do it, and you have a clear lane to do it. Follow your shots, man. Don't just admire him. That's like. Right. That's basketball 101. Get in there. Because if Kawhi can do it from a missed free throw, I'm sure you can do it from a missed three-pointer. And, no
0: he, and here's another thing. He's been been guarded by Draymond a lot, but the times that he's been guarded by Steph Curry, he passes it out. I Why? know. Do Why? I know. Take it. If you can cook Draymond Green, you can cook Curry, bro. Yeah. Just, just do a little spin. And I see go what in there. there.
1: Cook Curry? I see what you Right. There. there you see that. Right? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone got it. <laughs> no oh, I agree man. there's a mismatch in terms of size and let's face it Curry's not a great defender anyway so that's yeah and you ripe. have to
0: make him work you gotta yeah. make Curry work like the times that Draymond um, no Danny Green has the basketball and he's getting uh, guarded by Curry they're going to post him they're going to use uh, his his size against Curry if you have Siakam on Curry throw him the damn basketball it doesn't matter just throwing the damn basketball he's going to score on you
1: this is the overtime podcast network Sticking with uh, Pascal Siakam, how repeatable... Do you think a performance like this is? Obviously, I don't anticipate him having this much of an awesome full experience on the court because, like I said, I do think the Warriors are now going to focus on him a little bit more. But do you trust this mismatch in terms of size and durability that we've established when uh, comparing him to Draymond Green, who's guarding Mm -hmm. him? Do you think that's something that can continue, or do you think the Warriors will put the pressure on him And sort of eliminate him from the equation a little bit more so than what we've seen.
0: I guess I can't really take back what I said when it came to their Golden State's game plan. Mm Because I feel like they are going to stick on Kawhi and not allow him to go over 30. They're going to play the the card of we've never seen Siakam. He's never been in this position before. Do I think he's going to put up 32 and go 11 for 11 at a time? No. No. But do I think that he's going to change uh, a play or two or change the momentum of the game? Yeah. I do think he's going to uh, be a part of runs that Toronto has against the Golden State, but I don't feel like he's going to be the top scorer for for the Raptors. I think this is the time where we can sh- we've shown our hand, and the best part about the Toronto lineup is that we can show multiple hands. Siakam was one of them. I feel like Kawhi. There's going to be a Kawhi game clearly. Uh, but you know, you still have Danny Green who who can still go off. You still have Kyle Lowry to still go off because that Siakam showed that he he can put up thirty on a, a school thirty on Draymond. We're going to use that against Golden State. So Golden State, though, I want to I want to focus on this. Sure. they use Curry and Thompson as decoys so so well mm-hmm. because they. They ask for triple and double teams. They don't even have the basketball. They're just running around. And so when you have your a uh, uh, defender try to help out Curry to not get him the basketball, your defender is going to cut or the the offense is going to cut automatically and to be wide open. So the decoying is so phenomenal to watch go and say do that. I hope that because Siak can put up that thirty two that we can do the same thing and and have more open shots for Danny for. Kyle, and for Fred VanVleet. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, they need to get cooking, and it's not like they haven't already, right? And you mentioned uh, the, the thumb issue with Kyle Lowry. It sort of hasn't slowed him down, not that I have seen at all, and it, thankfully it's on his non-shooting hand because if it was on a shooting hand, I think we would have been out against Milwaukee. Um, but Kyle Lowry's slowly having a very reliable playoff run right now, and mm-hmm. I think, I hope, that this completely eradicates this uh, narrative out there, that uh, quote-unquote playoff Lowry, it's done. It's over. Kyle oh, yeah. Lowry has proven himself to be reliable and, dare I say, great NBA player. And there's nothing that anybody can say to convince me that mm-hmm. he is a bad playoff uh, player. He, it, he he may not show up here and there. Again, he was a plus 11 in this game. I don't know if that reminds you of anything, but it reminds me of game one against Orlando with only seven points, but right. still, it's the off-ball mechanics that he uh, utilizes that makes him such a valuable player. Kyle Lowry is like the entire WNBA. People
0: who don't people don't watch the WNBA but basketball heads know how talented these women are. Yes. They're they can destroy a half of the percent more than half of the percent of the NBA players. Yes. Kyle basketball heads know how good Kyle Lowry is. He's not going to put up and he doesn't have to anymore, put up the plus 20 numbers. He all he has to do is play his game. I've seen this a lot. I've I've heard this a lot that Kyle Lowry is the best suited to be on this team because he can be the general on the floor. He can be the leader that that he's so good at at being and he he, when he when he knows that there is a moment to swing the pendulum he takes full advantage of it like what are the best plays to swing a momentum dunks sure why not three pointers okay fine but it's the defense that swings the momentum when you get those charges when you get those steals um when you when you dive on the floor to tip the basketball out. Those yeah. are the types of things that Kyle Lowry does so well in his second nature. You don't have to ask Kyle Lowry to do any of that because that's just what he does in his sleep, you know? Basketball heads know this, and that's why he gets so much credit by other superstar players like like Stephen Curry. Like, before game one, Stephen Curry is like, you have to match Kyle Lowry's energy because that's what he brings. He's not going to bring you 20 points. He's going to bring you two charges that will swing the momentum in order for the Toronto Raptors to win this game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel feel like Kyle Lowry, those naysayers of Kyle Lowry are very, very silent right now,
1: man. It's because most of those things, minus the steals that you mentioned, don't show up on a stat sheet. And when you look at the numbers on a stat sheet and you see Kyle Lowry plus 11, seven points, you're thinking, had a bad game. Playoff Lowry (laughs) right there. But you're right, if you watch the game, you see the kind of impact that he has on this team. So I do think that, you know, Kyle Lowry is ripe for a breakout game. Uh, I would like to see that game too, especially at home. Um, Same thing, Danny Green has been cooking, as we've been saying. Fred Van Vliet has been cooking. Um, Serge Baca didn't have the best of games, so I do think he is also primed for another good game, especially he can probably take Cousins, man. Just let him loose against Cousins. Oh, yeah. yeah. but also, like we had these players that haven't been playing, i.e. KD, who is uh, rumored to be coming back midway through this playoff run. Um, I tweeted this out. I'm sticking with it, man. I'm not scared. I'm not scared <laughs> at all when it comes to KD coming back because I am not convinced that this is a calf injury. I'm not. And I think that the, he the the first sign of physicality, the first little awkward bump to whatever part of that leg you want to pick— it's not going to be well for him. So, I, I kind of want to get your take. Are yeah. you worried about the return of KD?
0: No, because, okay, I'm, I'm not going to say no because I don't think KD can change the game. It's K freaking D. It's, right. He's like the Jordan of this generation, yeah. arguably, you know, uh, Kawhi. But at the beginning of the series, it's like the Golden State Warriors have been sitting for like nine days. So, what do you, you know, pick your poison? Do you want to rest? Or do you want to go in with momentum? And I'd take the momentum. Right. Because you you saw what happened to Bookie Cousins. He came in with eight minutes. He didn't play poorly, but you could see that he wasn't ready for game speed. So the fact that KD hasn't practiced against his team, and even when he is going to practice, he's not going to practice versus his even his third string tier players on Golden State, he's going to be practicing against assistant coaches of the assistant coach. Right. You know what I mean? Like the entire team is watching film right now. The difference between practicing and game speed is ridiculous, even for someone like KD. And that's why if he does come back in game four, is he going to change the game? Sure. It's KD. But, these aren't this isn't you know bringing him back during the season letting him get comfortable these are the nba finals so yeah if if, if speaking about kyle lowry he knows this he yep. if anything you might see kyle lowry on kd just to disturb him just really the basketball body. there yeah. you go you know what i mean just to you know be that little like uh, aggressor this annoyance for kd and so, yeah, again, if, if KD comes back, sure, he can he can probably put up 20 just because he's KD. But do I think he's going to win? Go, do I think that he's going to be the reason Golden State is going, if any,
1: uh, wins in this series? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I ain't scared, bro. I'm not scared, man. I'm not. And, you know, when it comes to KD, I think that this is all uh, lip service from uh, Steve Kerr. I do believe that he's already ruled him out for game two, so it's not something that we have to worry mm-hmm. about. But when we're talking about midway point, right? If, if the Raptors take this in game two, Warriors backs up against the wall right now. I still don't think it's a walk for Toronto. I still think they're going to face adversity. I don't want anybody to think that if we win game two and we're up 2-0, the series is a lock. It's over. It's not. It's not at all. We know this about this dynasty team. Not to say that you can't get excited. Get excited as you want. I am too. But still, realize the opponent that we're facing. This isn't a bullshit team. But if Kevin Durant is on the floor, I'm thinking all day, decoy, bro. You're not fooling me. Do Mm. I think he's going to put up some numbers? Of course, dude. The length alone, and if he's wide open, he should be able to hit that shot. Fine. But do I think he's going to be as mobile, as versatile? No, I don't. I don't at all. I, I do think that this is way more severe then they're letting on. And I think in that aspect, right now, because Kevin Durant, if he's not on the floor, or if he's not 100%, we have the best player on this the entire team, both teams, rather. We have the best player in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's still not 100%, but his woes are nearly as severe as Kevin Durant's looked, right? This is a guy that hasn't even gone through full workout drills. He's just shooting. So in no way do I think we should anticipate the arrival of Kevin Durant anytime soon. However, again, in terms of quality, OG Ananobi is not far behind. And again, that is a huge boost to this Raptors depth.
0: He apparently he is going to be dressed for Game Two. I don't yeah. think he's going to play, but he is dressed, which means that he has gone through practice Yeah. to be okayed. That that is a huge. That's an extra body and a huge body, and extra six fouls to <laughs> to go against Golden State Warriors. That is humongous, man. I I love it. I love it. And even like with Kawhi being the number one option to guard K- Kevin Durant the backup plans too. Siakam, uh OG, uh, Surge. those aren't bad backup plans. Those aren't bad plan Bs either. No.
1: No, they're not. Especially this is a guy that's been groomed when he went head to toe against LeBron James when he was at full health and did it well. Right? This isn't a guy that let LeBron James run all over him last year in the playoffs. OG and Anobi defended LeBron James well. And when you had that in your arsenal as a learning experience, Even if he's not at, you know, full conditioning, you know, at full, uh, game speed, ready to go, which I anticipate, I think his minutes will be limited. Still, this is an extra body that you can put out out there, like you said, for six fouls or for the defensive aspect. And just don't worry about the offense, just play defense. That is huge Mm -hmm. for this Raptors team.
0: Yeah. And okay. So if you look at the numbers for game one, Golden State put up 109 points, there are offense through their average offense on in these playoffs is 116 so if you can if if you're going to allow them to go over 110 i don't think we can outfire them um the the defense is going to be the reason why you're winning so you have someone when you have someone like Kawhi and siakam and green to go off and get put up those points this is what i love about the raptors they have players that know that they are there to defend, such as when let's say Freddie Van Vliet was on Steph. I, I, I could be wrong, but I read this tweet where uh when Freddie Van Vliet was on Steph, Steph Curry only had like two or two or three points. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, if you have OG and Anomi come in and let's say you know he guards, I don't know, Clay Thompson if if KD is isn't healthy. If you know you're there just to be a spot of three-pointer on offense and let everyone else do their offense, but on defense, you're going to stop and you have to run around and make sure Klay Thompson doesn't get comfortable at least. You're doing that job right. Not thinking that I have to score my points. You're not there for that. Freddie Van Vliet, you, if you're wide open, shoot those threes because you know that baby is going to force those threes in. That's right. But on, on defense, if you're going to stop uh, Steph Curry, if you're allowing him... If you're going to allow him to get comfortable, you're you're failing at your job. You you have to make sure that these guys don't get any space. They don't need much space to put up those three-pointers anyways, but nobody likes to be in your area, right? Nobody likes having somebody breathe down your neck, and that's what we have to do. We have to make them uncomfortable throughout this entire series.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the more, the better, dude. Like, the more reliable defenders we on the have on the floor, the better chance we can walk away with victory. So that leads me to game two. We've been talking a lot about it. We've been dancing around it a little bit. Kind of wanted to get your take. Raptors came out hot. Raptors won game one. Can they defend home court again? Obviously, yes, the chance is there. What is your prediction for this outcome of game two? We are going to go up 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. We're going
0: to go up 2-0. Because you know what? We ain't scared. We ain't scared. We ain't scared. We we, we we ain't scared, <laughs> man. We ain't scared. This is this this team is you have it's so easy to go behind this team, to back up this team, to will this team to win. You're facing what the, a the the Patriots of the NBA. Everybody wants them to lose. America freaking wants Golden State to lose. That's right? true. So That's true. I, I, that's the the confidence that you should have going into this game. For uh, okay, let's put it this way: I'm glad that the players don't aren't like the fans who think that you know the the next game we we we're gonna take it because I feel like every single game should be zero zero. Oh yeah, but the experience that Toronto has with everybody on their starting lineup already should boost your confidence up to to you know get the second. Second game. I, I honestly do feel like we should come away going to Golden State up 2 would 0. Would, I have a quick question though. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, when we go back to Golden State. It's not three games anymore in Golden State, right? That was back in the day. Back in the day, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. See, I'm, a, I'm an old soul. They, 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 they used to have 2 2 1 1 1, and then they changed it to 2 3 2, and now they change it back to 2 2 1 1 1. Correct.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. It's not like okay. baseball where it's 2 3 2. It's okay, uh okay. two two one one one. And I think that, you know, this, this series is so spaced in terms of the scheduling, I think that has a large uh, factor in in that aspect. Yes. But um look, if if the Raptors can take game two, and I, I'm in agreement with you, I think that they, they will, all it takes is one game in Golden State. Mm-hmm. One game mm-hmm. to light this city up harder than they have already, right? And I think then I'm convinced we're walking away with a championship and then book the flights, man. I'm coming up. But (laughs) you better, better, man. I'm there. I'm there. It's look, I, I said this before. This is I was alive in 1992 and 93. I was young. I was seven, six, seven years old. I didn't really appreciate the Blue Jays winning because I'm I'm still a kid. Like you don't devote all this time into a sports team like you and I are as adults. Because like I'm too busy playing Batman and Ninja Turtles when I'm a kid. I'm not like I I like the Blue Jays, quote unquote, but I'm not diehard by the standard definition of what a diehard fan is. This is my very first championship experience ever, and by God, we are walking away with this title because it's meant to be, dude. This team is different. It is. That's why I'm saying, dude, we're winning game two. All it takes is one in Golden State. If they win one in Golden State after it, whether it be game three, game four. Whew. And you know what? I feel like Toronto, the the
0: run that we're on, it takes talent, and we have that, right? But it also takes a little bit of luck, a little bit of mm-hmm. things, the basketball gods go our way. And the basketball gods have shown us that, you know what, this is yours to take. No one's gonna, no one's gonna give it to you at the end of the day. No one's gonna give it to you, but you have to take it too. And we've been pushed a little bit, just to, you know, just a little bit of an advantage here and there. Uh, you know, talking about the, the really soft rims in Toronto. So yeah, it, it does. We have the talent, but hopefully for the next couple of games, the basketball
1: gods are still on our side. I feel like they don't want Golden State to win either. <laughs> Dude, leave it to you to get me hyped. For a Sunday night game at 245 <laughs> the day before. This is awesome. We're gonna we're winning this one. We're doing it. And and That's I'm so glad that we had the time to break this down. But having said that, dude, I want to take this opportunity. We talked about this off air, but I want to take this opportunity that you, your guests, I mean your co-hosts and Jay and Dre, your show. It's not bullshit. This is quality stuff. So much so that I want to congratulate you for nailing the iTunes charts in the sports and rec category by having that a wrap in the top 20 when that episode was released Amen. after winning the Eastern Conference Finals. Congratulations to you. You guys are very hardworking. You guys know your shit. I highly... Encourage anybody listening to the show that does not subscribe to the official Raptors HQ podcast. That's a wrap. You're doing something wrong. Get on it. Having said that, dude, I know I just promoted your show. You can do it again if you want. Promote any and everything you got going on. Go for it, man. Floor is yours. I
0: don't, man. You know how I always appreciate you, bro. We've started this podcast the day that Kawhi Leonard got traded to us. And I went to my my two friends, two really good friends now that um we have to start this podcast and we've we work really really hard but because that however long the Raptors run is going, we have more caught to talk about, we have more fans to talk to. And at the end of the day, we fans, bro. We're yeah. just fans shooting the shit and that's what I love about it. It's something that we can all connect together we We get to we get a chance to speak to people in Boston who love the Raptors. I had no idea anybody <laughs> in Boston even knew what the Raptors were, But now here we are. And that's what I love about doing this. It's not a job, guys. we're We're not getting paid for this crap, bro. like what's this it's 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 a hobby at the end of the day because we love this Raptors team. and I and we appreciate. South of the Six, so much because you literally have been the OG since we started, bro. I I, I keep on saying I have. You know what? I have a really good friend in Boston. Have I met him? No, but I feel like we're brothers already. So I appreciate you, bro. Honestly, at the bottom of my heart, like that's a wrap. We freaking love South of <laughs> the Six. We, we 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 will keep on saying it to the to the end of it, and yeah, we appreciate you. So I, I also want to take this moment because. I don't know why. I, I guess someone reported us. Who knows? But apparently, at this moment, that's a wrap. Twitter account is actually down, and hang in there. We'll, we'll hang in there. We'll hang. it. it's really bad uh, timing, but which is fine. I still get a chance to talk to talk to you guys off air. But if you want. Keep on supporting us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, hopefully soon at uh, That's a Rep Pod. You can find me at JLone20. You can also find my co host. Uh, again, we've we, uh, we've become better friends now because we get to talk to each other after every more than I talk with my wife, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, you can find Jay Rosales. Uh, I, I can't really. Uh, Rosalosaurus Rosalosaurus yeah Yeah. and then uh, Andreas Mabulaskis you'll find us all if you find us on the That's a Rap Podcast but yeah Adam again thank you so much bro I hope I hope Uh, We do see you here because if we do, we're gonna have an entire uh, roundtable. You, me, that's a wrap. We're gonna get Peter K. We're gonna get Connor. We're gonna get everybody. It's it's gonna be amazing, man. We're gonna do it like outside of Jurassic Park. I'm calling right now. I'm talking to you guys. I'm gonna DM you guys. We're gonna make this happen when Adam comes here,
1: dude. I'm there. Book it. Book the flights as soon as the Raptors win this championship. I am there. So having said that, let's go Raptors, dude. Thank you for coming on. And uh, again. We'll do this again soon, man. There you go. Stone Cold Center. Let's go.